The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 9th of November. In your Squiz today, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris win the US election. Melbourne's Ring of Steel is lifted. The United Arab Emirates relaxes some Islamic laws. And a win for the Wallabies. This is your Squiz today. Thirty years after his first tilt at the White House, former Vice President Joe Biden notched up the 270 electoral college votes needed to become the 46th President of the United States early Sunday morning our time, Claire. His running mate, Kamala Harris, will make history as the first woman and person of colour to become Vice President. It took four days to get to the declaration. How did it go down? What happened early yesterday was the calling of Pennsylvania for Biden. That tipped him over that 270 electoral votes mark and saw him able to claim victory. That win in Pennsylvania restores the northern blue wall that we've heard quite a bit about over the last few days. That means a win in Pennsylvania, Michigan and Wisconsin for the Democrats. They were states that traditionally voted for the Democrats, but they fell to Trump in 2016. And they're the three states that have been overturned so far in this election. So they were very crucial to that victory. Arizona, Georgia and North Carolina are yet to be called and President Donald Trump hasn't yet conceded. What's the story here? Look, he's unlikely to concede defeat ever, according to some people who are very close to him and according to reports. And what they say is that could be that he wants to maintain his base uh, and keep them energised for whatever comes next. There's suggestions that he might want to start his own media network or he might want to run again in 2024. But certainly the fight is continuing as far as the Trump campaign is concerned. There has already been a lot of legal action. There will continue to be legal action as we go forward into the coming weeks. That, of course, relates to President Donald Trump's tweets about election fraud and not counting what he is calling illegal votes. There are still a few more steps to the White House for President-elect Joe Biden. What needs to happen between now when the election has been called for him and inauguration on the 20th of January? Look, there's a very detailed process now about what happens with those electoral votes and how they're formally recognised. But long story short, all the legal action needs to be wrapped up by the 8th of December. Uh, The result will be announced after a joint session of the Congress on the 6th of January and inauguration is on the 20th. 20th of January. So it'll go very quickly, I'm sure. In an address to the nation, President-elect Biden said that this is now the time to heal in America. Before we move on from the election, for today at least, there was a lot on social media yesterday about a press conference given by the Trump campaign team at the Four Seasons in Philadelphia, but not the Four Seasons Hotel. Yes, Rudy Giuliani, President Trump's uh, personal lawyer, is still out beating the legal drum. And the press conference wasn't at the Four Seasons Hotel. (laughs) It was at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company out in an industrial estate next to an adult shop and across the road from a crematorium. Mm. So just goes to show when you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. (laughs) It definitely made for some different optics to what we're used to from the Trump campaign. Back home now with nine double donut days under its belt, zero new cases and zero deaths. Melbourne has taken another step to COVID normal. Claire, the ring of steel that separated Melbourne from regional Victoria has been lifted. 
Yeah, overnight that's happened. Trips of more than 25 kilometres from home are now permitted for residents of Melbourne. Also, that ring of steel, as you say, has been brought down. That means residents from rural Victoria can come into the city and vice versa. It's the first time since June that the same rules have been Mm. in place for regional Victorians as applied to those in Melbourne. So a really big step forward for them. Also feeling a sense of freedom is the United Arab Emirates with the relaxing of some Islamic laws that relate to personal freedoms, such as the drinking of alcohol, allowing unmarried couples to live together and laws that defend honour crimes. It is a big step forward. What experts say is that the UAE is really pushing into getting more Western tourists to come there. Also, it's hosting World Expo later next year and into the following one. So uh, to have Westerners falling foul of those laws and not come because they're concerned about it is really a concern there, particularly on the drinking alcohol front. But there's also been lots of activism on the front of Mm. uh, honour killings and also, as you say, preventing married couples to cohabitate, uh, wanting to see some progress there on that personal law front. One last bit of election news before we get into some sport. Myanmar headed to the polls yesterday. Nobel laureate Aung San Suu Kyi is the incumbent leader and she's expected to win again. She is and she's been under a lot of pressure uh, internationally for not doing more to prevent the persecution of the Rohingya Muslim minority there. Uh, They were pushed out of Rakhine State into crowded refugee camps in Bangladesh in 2017 and there have been plenty of people and organisations Organisations that have sought to distance themselves from Suu Kyi since then. Uh, her National League for Democracy party, as you say, is thought to have the win. Uh, it's just the second elections in Myanmar since military rule ended there in 2011, but the military maintains a very firm hand uh, in Myanmar. A result is expected to be declared later today. And Claire, it's not often we get to say this, but the Wallabies took home a win in Brisbane against the All Blacks in the final Bledisloe Cup. They did. And look, the Kiwis aren't known to take much pity on us. So we'll have to take it at face value that they didn't throw the win our way. Uh, The Wallabies took it out in a very close match, 24 to 22. It was the final game of the Bledisloe Cup. Um, They had a really bad defeat the week before going down Mm. in record numbers uh, in Sydney. So a good way to finish that campaign for them. Good to have a win. And in news over the weekend, Jeannie Little, an icon of Australian entertainment, especially in the 70s and 80s, has died aged 83, Claire. It's really hard to describe Jeannie Little unless Mm. you saw her on TV at the time. She was quite a phenomenon. She would make her own clothes. They were really big flamboyant outfits, Mm. as was her hair and her wigs and her makeup and her drawling Australian talk. Everything was about darling. And she was a real personality. She won the gold Logie in 1977 for being the biggest personality of the day on TV. (laughs) And she was quite a fixture for a long time. Very sadly, she had a battle with Alzheimer's disease, which her family said was very sad. It was also confirmed yesterday that Bones Hillman, the bass player and backup vocalist for Midnight Oil, died from cancer aged 62. 
player. Each day you give us a song lyric that relates to something in the news. What have you got for us to kick off our Monday today? Larissa, this morning I've gone for Elton John and the lyric is reach out for her healing hands. Uh, Joe Biden spoke a lot about Mm. healing yesterday and, of course, there was a lot of focus on Kamala Harris, so I thought that was a good combo. Yeah, nice one. Nice way to tie it all together. That's all from us on a Monday. If you do know someone who would enjoy the way we do news here at The Squiz, either in the podcast or in The Squiz Today email, do send them our way or leave us a review in your podcasting app. That would be amazing. Still plenty to come with the US election still wrapping up. So I'll put the link to our Squiz Shortcuts series on it in your episode notes if you do want to go and check that out. Have a good one and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at bhp.au.